0: Comics,
1: movies, music,
0: video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The move with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants away
1: get who i was for a half hour or so it's 30 minutes away i'll be there in 10 10. is this a five minute argument or a full half hour
0: you have 30 minutes to move your car your car you have 30 minutes to move your cube your cube you are listening to a half hour wasted granny's making chicken tonight
2: Worked better last episode.
1: It certainly did, man. Yeah, you have gotten yeah. terrible, Brad. Uh, I know. You're, that is just embarrassing. I know it. I know. It. I'm embarrassed.
2: You. I, I know like it.
1: it. Nice t-shirt, Brad. What does it say? I know people can't see it. it says, uh,
2: I may be old, but I got to see all the cool bands.
1: So that means Hootie and the Blowfish. That means Blues Time, Traveler.
2: Why you punish me?
1: You got to see Starship. Uh, you got the Within scene.
2: The wow. city. I can do this all day, Frank. <laughs> Hit me.
1: Let's see. You have seen um Oh, I can't think of a bad band. You've seen right said Fred. I'm
2: <laughs> too sexy for my shit. Too sexy You've seen Rich shit. Astley. <laughs> I'm gonna
0: get you.
1: So, we uh, uh, welcome to episode
0: 480. It's
1: 480 uh, Half hour wasted. Uh, we are still on Corona, uh, corona Watch. Corona uh, we're Watch. To you via, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: We're coming to you live via
1: we're, uh, Skype.
0: I think we're effectively social distancing from each other, seeing as we're at, at minimum 10 miles away from each other. <laughs> oh, Bill,
1: you don't know this, but I've recently moved. I have a new house. No way! Yeah, but tell him the best part,
2: Frank. Tell them the where best part. Oh, where is Frank part? now?
1: Uh, I'm in. Uh, I'm in. I'm south of White Rock Lake.
2: Oh so. no way!
1: Yeah, here in Dallas, Texas, and uh, you know it's it's a very nice house. I have a backyard now.
2: No, no, no! This isn't uh, the best part. I'm going to tell him the best part. Go ahead, Frank. Is a landlord.
1: Oh <sighs> Uh, I prefer I prefer the term <laughs> slumlord. Thank you very much. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: the the that's amazing. The, so you held home. on to the uh, the old place, or yep, something or something.
1: Yes. So that's a that's a condo that I actually own, and it's really right. nice. But uh, all this happened just prior to the whole uh, coronavirus thing exploding, and uh, nobody is renting right now. Yeah. So he's a
2: slumlord in need of a slum. Oh. Yeah. Oh, slum Lord okay. in need of a slum. Okay.
1: Wow. So so Bill, I know you I know our, our listeners can't see it, but Bill, if you see behind me, this is actually that shelf right there. I'm actually in my dining room, and the okay. shelf back here is where I put a lot of knickknacks and stuff like that. But I'm coming to you live okay. from my dining room. NASA is right over here. She is sleeping. She took well to the new house.
2: Oh hey, that and reminds that- me, Frank. I wore these but, um Ah I wore these just for you today.
1: So, uh, Brad just showed off his NASA um, jammies. Uh,
0: oh, let me show you this. Hold
2: on. My NASA sleep pants. My uh, Where'd he go? My, my,
0: uh, my fuzzy sleep pants are merely a uh, a nice uh, plaid pattern.
2: I'm looking at what he's got on his shelf there. It looks like there's a Rubus oh, Cube, realize- a TIE Fighter, a Stormtrooper <laughs> of some kind. Move your head. There's a is that Captain Phasma and uh, Captain Marvel, like old Shazam? Captain Marvel and Ca- uh, Captain Phasma. What's the short thing there? What's in between Captain Phasma and the Rubik's Cube? What is that? Oh,
1: Simpson cars. Oh, okay. So here's here's Homer's car, and then here's Homer's dream car. Ooh, the I like the, uh, the Captain
0: Phasma uh, Captain Marvel thing. I like that quite a bit. Hey, hey, hey. uh,
2: I'm the captain now.
1: (laughs) So I realize this is visual. Sorry, listeners. But uh, as a housewarming gift, homewarming gift, uh, some friends sent me this.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That is. It fantastic. is a Photoshop
1: picture of NASA the dog in an astronaut um, uh, space suit with an American flag behind it. That is the greatest. Uh, thing it, it looks thing like I've an seen. official portrait, and they just photoshopped my dog's head on there.
2: That's the greatest thing I've seen all week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a. Uh, beautifully unstable uh I, I love the uh the captain marvel and captain phasma behind you guys oh, yeah. um, hey frank hold that, all... that
2: picture up again and i will use that as the photo for this episode i gotta take a take a picture of it actually i'll just that's do almost... my alt print screen boom okay good
0: it's almost as unstable as uh me having uh goku face on boardrew
1: i like that
0: uh, with uh bob and doug uh, next to them. And then over here, our listeners love
2: Hoff- this
0: man, Dr. Strange. and hey, the Dalek.
2: On the very back there is the Joe Jans, uh, designed, uh, mighty mug. Don't of right, Bill That's awesome. Yeah,
1: I have mine in my, uh, it, what would be my uh, office?
2: Well, but I'm looking at mine. I can see mine right from where I am. Joe Jans. It's, it's got a place of honor on the mantle.
0: Joe, it is in a place of high honor in my house. And, uh, on the off chance um, uh, the the great June Bob is uh, paying attention to this, uh, there is the shot of uh, Dawnstar that he made for me uh, many years ago, and uh, it is in a again a place of high honor in my home office. Uh, my home office uh, is for things that uh, that I love quite a bit, and uh, those two kids both definitely count.
1: So right now, you're you both of you guys' offices look really nice. I'm from my dining room table. My um, my what would be my office here at the house is actually the room where I'm shoving everything that uh, at some point I'll go through and organize. And uh, I have no excuse now because I can't leave the house. So hopefully that'll now be fixed.
0: My entire house is a disaster, but uh, the office is not bad.
2: Well, um. You have no excuse now, Bill, but to turn that disaster you live into into a place of uh, honor.
0: I would. uh, It it, it is a place of honor. Uh, I I wish it would become a place of some minimalism.
2: That's uh, what I mean. (laughs) That's that's where I was headed
0: with that. I know. I have often thought I could throw away uh, half the stuff in my house and I would not even notice. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. There's uh, so I, I tried to subscribe to minimalism so there's my living room and there's NASA sleeping in the middle of it but as you can tell, there's virtually nothing in that living room.
0: My dog has no use for dog beds and I wish she did. Do you have a uh, do you have a dog door to, to let her out in the backyard? Uh, do you have I'll, back I'll probably
1: leave? do that during the summer.
0: Okay. yeah, that's one of my favorite things about the home life is that uh, I've got the dog door and it's like, hey man, if pepper wants to go outside, pepper goes outside. If Pepper wants to hang out on the back porch for three hours during the afternoon, that's what Pepper does. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she doesn't have to worry about uh, she doesn't have to worry about the, the imperialist uh, human uh, to let her out. <laughs> right? So, yes. Uh, so,
1: yeah. Okay, so she I think we were to gonna talk. we were gonna focus on two things: Picard and the Mandalorian. Uh, uh, I will preface that I have seen neither, but I know the whole <gasps> story arc.
2: You <gasps> haven't seen. The Mandalorian?
1: What's wrong with you? I have not seen The Mandalorian. What is wrong? Why with are you not
0: paying seven bucks a month for <laughs> Disney Plus? And silly thing.
1: Um. So, uh, a few months back, uh, probably almost a year ago, I dropped Hulu. I dropped Netflix. Wow. And I just haven't done those subscription services in a while. So I'm I'm really behind on like a lot of television. But what I have found that I'm doing is I've been going to Wikipedia. I've been looking at recap videos on YouTube, and I'm still I'm pretty. Those are satisfying my needs, so I know exactly what the storylines are. It's not the same though, man. Yeah, no, I'm missing the nuances. I get that. Yeah, but but, you know, I've been focusing more on um, on playing PUBG. (laughs) Please tell me you've, you've at
2: least seen video clips of Baby Yoda.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Okay.
2: I know all about that.
1: I know all about Baby Yoda. I know all about the storyline. I know how it ends and and all that stuff. So we can we can spoil away.
0: I love uh, I mean, Mandalorian. You know, fact, I thought it was let wonderful. Let me use this
1: this as someone who hasn't watched it. I can give you my impressions of it. They're both great series, <laughs> <laughs> Picard and Mandalorian. I think from what people have told me, you should go see them.
0: Take it away. I think I think it's really interesting that uh, uh, very few people have any issues at all with The Mandalorian, which I totally get. And a lot of people have huge issues with Picard, which I don't understand. Um, now, are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> is this still happening? I think that uh, Picard, um, uh, I think Picard, the, the, the story arc of Picard is such a surprise. I think a lot of people maybe rightly expect it to be kind of just a very sedate character study of an old man reflecting on his life, et cetera, et cetera. And it turns out that, no, they're trying to tell a high story. They're trying to tell an epic adventure. uh, And clearly we don't know where it's going yet. Um, But uh, I wasn't expecting um, the sci-fi. I wasn't expecting the Borg. I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting most of what uh, Picard has given us. And it's taken me five, six, seven episodes to really get there. But I get it now. And, uh, I've been interested in it the whole time, but, uh, I've kind of fallen in love with it, especially with the, uh, previous, uh, uh, the most recent episode I've seen I'm one behind, uh, was, um, uh, um, shattered. Oh gosh. What was it? shattered dreams, broken dreams? Um, um, it's the episode where uh, seven of nine, uh, takes over the, uh, the board cube spoiler alerts. Um, uh, it's just, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a heck of a run. And uh, I've finally kind of fallen in love uh, with the characters, um, the characters surrounding Picard. It's taken that long. Um, it's just, it's interesting though, in this day and age where you get a show which may be 8, 10, 12 episodes, 13 episodes tops, whereas we used to get, you know, 22, 30 episodes a year. And so the chances to flesh characters out is certainly uh, compressed. Uh, greatly, but uh, I think Picard has done a, a, a pretty remarkable job. Uh, um, I'm, I'm shocked by the scale that uh, Picard is trying to operate on, um, while still remaining a character study, at least peripherally, of an old man who's, uh, you know, uh, considering his life and his choices and stuff. Um, I think, uh, uh my I think the most amazing thing about Picard and this uh, became very clear in the, in the last episode where, you know, so the, the overall arc of Picard is um, uh, artificial intelligence has reached a certain threshold and uh, there are forces uh, led by Romulans who have decided that artificial intelligence is the single biggest danger that society Um, can face. Artificial intelligence will literally destroy everything. And so they, you find out uh, finally exactly why, you know, they have this attitude. And in my humble opinion, during this most recent episode of of, uh, Picard, uh, you find out that this entire time you've been rooting for Picard because he's Picard. You root for him. Even if I think that Kirk was better, you know, you're still on Picard's side. And and to me, I was talking to uh, our uh, our mutual friend uh, Mike Hillerby about this uh, about a week or so ago, and uh, I said the most incredible thing to me was the idea that Picard has been wrong this whole time. Um, his it's very much uh, it's very much like a, a, a Captain America, uh, who wants to do the right thing regardless of the consequences. And in Picard's mind, saving this artificial intelligence creature is the right thing to do. It's the human thing to do, um, regardless of the fact that it may well be the uh, the, the pivot point of society's downfall. Um, I always thought that was a very interesting dichotomy between uh, uh, you know Tony uh, Tony Stark and uh, uh, you know Captain America. Is that Tony is pragmatic and uh, Iron Man is not? Uh, Iron Man is pure idealism and that is Picard's You mean role. Captain America? I mean Captain America. I'm not even sure what I said.
2: You said Iron uh, Man.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, well, Iron Man is the pragmatic one. Iron Man is the one who is, is willing uh, to put a ring of protection around the planet. Um, you know, Captain America will argue, you know, well, that's not inclusive and uh, you know, that's being xenophobic and, and whatever. And uh, I, I just, I'm it, it's very interesting that you get this this absolute dichotomy between a character who wants to do the right thing and then you start realizing that, in your opinion, in my opinion, for sure, that um, Picard's conclusions are wrong and dangerous. What is he and wrong about, so, Bill? I Well, again, I think he's wrong about the fact that he needs to protect uh, this, uh, this artificial intelligence life form. I thought it was an incredibly powerful moment when uh, this... Uh, uh, the 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 blonde uh, uh, hanger on the uh, cybernetics expert um, who has Ooh. been shown the admonition that the Romulans saw the reason the Romulans are are, are so hell bent against artificial intelligence uh, in the galaxy. Um, she has seen the admonition and she realizes that the the AI character um, uh, needs to needs to be destroyed uh, utterly and irrevocably, um, but as she has a conversation with uh, this AI character she begins to realize that this character is very human. This character has emotions and needs and gets thirsty and gets hungry and gets sad and she the The, the doctor is struck by the fact that this this really is an artificial human and um, so you 've now got this uh, you 've got the, uh, this, this very incredible conflict um, you know internally with all these characters that you know, how do you destroy something that, that really should have the rights of any other sentient creature? You know, as we've seen in elementary deer data and you know, many other TNG episodes. Um, but uh, we have also found uh, via the Romulans and flashbacks that uh, she may be the turning point for the destruction of life as we know it in the galaxy. And, you know, th- there's a, absolutely a point where idealism and pragmatism butt heads against each other. And the parallels you can draw, uh, I think it's really interesting that the, they clearly did this, they wrote Picard and they filmed Picard and they've edited and, you know, and put it out for public consumption uh, long before, you know, the stupid coronavirus uh, was even a thought. And the parallels between, you know, do we do the right thing, you know, at all cost or do we treat each other as humans at all cost is really interesting interesting divide that uh, everybody I think is, is struggling with right now.
2: Um, I've enjoyed watching it. I think Epic is a bit of an overstatement. Uh, I don't find it to be Epic at all. Um, it, Like you, it took me a few episodes to get into it, but I'm not even sure that I'm into it at this point. And I have seen all available episodes. Um, okay. I found it at least in the first few episodes to be a bit of a convoluted mess it seemed to be all over the place. There was no clear direction. Um, yes. Of course, I love seeing Picard in action. It's a dream come true for me to actually see Jean-Luc Picard again in a Star Trek story. It's it's just, I never thought it would happen. And to have You're it happen right. it again really is. Is, um, is wonderful. So having said that... um. I like the fact that they did it in real time, meaning as much time has passed in the story as it has in real life. Since the last time we saw captain Picard, you know, and they did that with episode seven, you know, they said it 30 years or whatever, after the last time we saw, you know, the star Wars, uh, Trinity, right. Luke Leia. So, um, <clears throat> I've enjoyed it, but at the same time I'm like disappointed in it because it, it doesn't feel like the next generation, and, and that's what I wanted it to feel like. I should have known going in that it wouldn't feel like that, because the only way Picard would do something like this, not Picard, uh, Patrick Stewart, the only way Patrick Stewart would, he said that it has to be something different than you know the next generation. So I understand that, I, mean, I get that, I get his desire to, want to stretch the character and not just retread ground that he's been on, but they
0: have turned him into a deeply flawed character. And I'm sure that's by design. I find it incredibly interesting that they've chosen to go that route. Well, I
1: I, I have heard some concern that um, in the series, the Federation has been painted as more bureaucratic and less uh, humanitarian as it used to be. Um can you guys confirm deny or comment
2: on that? They they um they basically turned their back on an entire race of beings. You know, I when when the synthetics went rogue on Mars and destroyed the shipbuilding facilities that they'd been using to create the sh- fleet of ships necessary to evacuate billions of Romulans from Romulus itself and the outlying colony worlds to, to evacuate all those people. When the, when the shipbuilding factories were destroyed, the Federation's like, we're going to have to cut our losses and just remove ourselves from this evacuation effort altogether. And Picard being the, the upstanding Idealist. idealist that he is, you know, that's when he turned his back on the Federation because he thought the Federation turned his back on an entire race of beings, regardless of the fact that they were their worst enemy. He didn't think Starfleet should do that. So to answer your question, yes, they were being pragmatic by trying to basically cut their losses and avoid any further deterioration of their infrastructure and, and, uh, Sense of community as a as a federation of planets. So it was. I think in that in, that, that, that
1: feels so counterintuitive to what we've known the federation well, to be. I mean, they've Gene always,
2: Roddenberry's not around anymore. Gene Roddenberry hmm. was around. I believe he wouldn't have let this happen. And I don't think that's good or bad. I just think that's the way Gene Roddenberry was. But now, since Gene Roddenberry's not around, and TV culture has changed storytelling has changed so much the concept of storytelling the way it's told and the and the stories that are being told has changed so much since the next generation was on TV or even whatever lasted last what was voyager the last one um you know since uh, then oh, enterprise. enterprise enterprise doesn't count so yeah. <laughs> Um, but the discovery, the, the concept, yeah, I haven't seen discovery full, full disclosure. So, but the way this, the way the stories are being told is it's a different people, television, storytelling and television is, is being approached much differently than it was 20 years ago. So different types of stories are able to be told. And that's why the Starfleet, you know, I, this is the way I see it. A lot of people were upset, and I'm sorry to bring to mix uh genres here and franchises, but a lot of people were upset at the beginning of Alien Three when Newt died and Hicks died after all That'd the trouble me. after all the trouble that Ripley went to to save everybody in in the second movie. Well, bad stuff happens. Switch back to Star Trek. Bad stuff happens, you know. The enterprise is going to have to, uh, the Federation is going to have to cut their losses. And none of us expected this coronavirus to hit. We're in it right now. Bad stuff's happening. We got to deal with it. Yeah, is it fair? No. Do we like it? No, of course not. But guess what? We got to pull up our panties and get on with life and cut our losses and do what we need to do. That's what the Federation did when they turned their back on. When they did something they never thought they would do. We as people on Earth right now never thought we would do what we're doing right now to protect ourselves and our loved ones. We never thought we'd have to do that. But guess what? We are. Federation had to do that. And that's why they ended up changing to this more pragmatic, unfamiliar version of itself.
0: And that's where Picard's uh, un- reserved idealism has uh, just smacked, you know, just headbutted uh, up against the uh, the Federation. And that's why he's barely welcome uh, there anymore. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's been real interesting to, uh, to watch, uh, to watch his, uh, it hasn't much of a journey. I mean, they established him as uh, the character he is. He, he's not necessarily grown during these seven, eight episodes of the card.
2: He's almost um, a sad, pathetic, version of himself of his former self really oh yeah um it's it's really interesting
0: he uh uh, frank he himself uh regrets the fact that he has spent the last 20 some odd years uh kind of in his words almost hiding out uh at his uh at his winery his ancestral home
2: it was about 14 Um, years wasn't it
0: bill uh it was uh, 14 years uh, the the destruction of Utopia Planitia was fourteen years ago. Right. Um, how how long after the events of Star Trek Nemesis? Uh, I don't remember.
2: Well, he was still okay. I read the prequel book that they published. Uh, the prequel book okay. called "The Last Best Hope," Picard, "The Last Best Hope." Um, he was uh okay when the and it's interesting. I'll, I, there's a little side bit. So at J.J. Abrams' Star Trek movie the romulan uh star was going to go supernova right and so, right. so our spock from our quote unquote normal uh prime star trek universe you know did what he tried to do and and that's where that movie stemmed off from so at that point the rom the romulan star going nova was an imminent thing so cut to this prequel um book captain picard is still the picard Uh, he's still captain of the enterprise. Um, he gets a call from Starfleet and leaves and it is immediately promoted to Admiral Worf gets promoted to captain of the enterprise and he never sees, he never goes back to the enterprise. And from that point on, he is Admiral Picard heading up the relief mission, uh, that Starfleet is doing to try to evacuate all these Romulans. And then the, the synths go rogue. So, Oh, and I brought up the J.J. J. Abrams Star Trek because there was one scene in the prequel book where, hang on, where Picard and his fleet are approaching the Romulan homeworld, and there's a small passenger vehicle leaving, and it's Spock in his in his ship, wow, uh, leaving <laughs> to go run an errand or something like that. I thought that was a neat tie-in.
1: So <laughs> With um,
2: this red matter.
1: So <clears throat> I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's been so long since I've seen Nemesis, which was the last generation's movie. Um, I thought Romulus blew up in that, but I guess not.
2: No,
0: um, Romulus's moon blew up in uh, uh, the Undiscovered Country, Praxis.
2: No, that was the Klingon moon, Praxis. Sorry. Yes, yes thank you. The okay. it's been the as I've seen it. Romulus, it's the planet. Oh, you know what? Now you're bringing back questions. Didn't something um, devastating happen to the planet Romulus, or was it? See, that's what I was in, thinking. That's what I was in thinking. Nemesis, wasn't it? Okay. And
0: it's, it's been a long time since so I've been able to stomach uh, the idea of watching Nemesis. I, I may need to <laughs> see if I can dig out my DVD.
2: Well, and it, in its basic terms, at that point, the Romulan, and it's not the planet Romulus going supernova. That's it's the star, the Romulan star, yes. in the star system. Yep. So. um but there was something bad that happened to the planet romulus i don't think it exploded but maybe ah you know it's been so long i've not seen nemesis and maybe there's a continuity problem M- maybe there's not maybe whoever came up with the idea of picard uh you know didn't care about nemesis i don't know there may not even be an issue but you're you have a okay. good question frank
1: yeah. They, and the only reason I'm bringing them up is, is, uh, so I listened to the Star Trek podcast and it's done by these guys who are huge Star Trek nerds, older guys too, and, and a couple people like in their thirties and, uh, and, and they're, they're fans of Picard. But, uh, I seem to remember a discussion that I was half paying attention to about how Nemesis kind of fit into this. And of course the JJ J. Abrams stuff that you mentioned. So
2: that was the only reason I brought it up. I'm going to look up the plot of Nemesis real quick. Yeah, I'm, um, uh, let's see,
0: uh, the first episode of Picard, uh, a lot of folks are talking about the Romulan supernova, um, a galactic event, which changed everything. So yeah, there's, it, it's, uh, I think they, they do a, a really, uh, convoluted job of, uh, trying to tie in both the, uh, the Kelvin verse movies, uh, and Nemesis and everything that has come before, um. Uh, So I I just think it's all, you know, one thing about uh, Picard is that, you know, the uh, the the tangled web of the tapestry of the show is is fairly thick. Um, You've got to kind of be really up on on everything that's happened recently. Uh, And by recently, I mean, going back to Nemesis.
2: It doesn't look like anything bad happened to the. To the Romulan planet, it's just um, the clone of Picard was taking control of the Romulan Star Empire in a coup d'état, and, and you know the the Enterprise had to deal with that. So it, there was not gotcha. okay. it was just Thank a you. political issue.
0: Well, but then you tie in uh, you tie in the 2009 Abrams uh, Star Trek, and uh, you get um, you get Romulus uh, going supernova, Spock trying to stop it with the red matter and failing. Yeah. And so that stuff somehow is canonical, even in the so-called prime universe. Um, Right.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: uh, uh, Which, which makes it really confusing, even to someone who's seen everything. Um,
2: I'm not disappointed enough in this TV show to stop watching. You know, I, I do like it. Uh, This last episode, there's a, there's a kind of a nice surprise in it. And I won't say anything more than that, Bill. So I hope you enjoy that. Um, Thank you. I think there's only 10 episodes in this season. And we already know that Guinan will be back in the, in the second season officially. Interesting. And, um, I loved seeing Jerry Ryan, seven of nine. Uh, it's just so <laughs> awesome. And she's a completely she, different seven of nine. Now she's just a badass now. It's awesome. Uh, she, you know, she
1: is such an attractive actress and I've, uh, I love that character on Voyager and uh, I think they've done her justice.
0: I think it was incredible that I read a couple of articles about Jerry Ryan, who basically said she was terrified of the idea of reprising 709, and she said, it took her weeks, if not months to figure out how to portray her uh, as an yeah. actor. Yeah. Um, I, I found that really interesting because it's, I, it didn't show on screen. Um, she looked uh, no. very comfortable in yeah. her own, uh, skin, if you will. She's and, and I'm I was glad they didn't
1: have her, uh, put on the, uh, the skin tight cat oh, yeah. rating suit, the, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, cat suit for rating purposes. She's, uh, <laughs> uh, she's
2: super cool on social media too. I mean, I've actually, you know, oh, cool. had, interactions with her on social media, um, briefly and, and, you know, maybe one or two, but still she's, she responds to fans all the time. She's very cool. And, and she knows that, that she's, that seven of nine is somebody that people really dig and she's been really cool about it.
1: I I have, I have caught her on a few episodes of just TV dramas. Occasionally, like I'll be changing TV and she'll be there playing. She's a very competent actress. I kind of wish she, I hope she didn't get pigeonholed. He seems like someone who could just do a lot has range.
0: I think anybody that does any science fiction of note is going to be pigeonholed like that. The, the, the nice uh, French benefit is that you can always make a living going to conventions. I mean, not, not these days, you know, not now, but, um, I just, I'm fascinated. I just looked this up and I found out that, um, uh, my birthday as everybody knows is mid February, 1968, she is exactly five days younger. And I think she's holding up a lot better. I'm
2: just <laughs> going to say that. Oh, she looks a lot better than you do, brother.
0: Uh, tell me yeah, Bill. Like, yeah, a world her, her, better. Her, uh, her mustache is not going white mm. like mine is. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. I'm so mad nope. about that.
2: Um, we're at the 30-minute mark, aren't we?
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if you guys ever touched on Mandalorian, if you want to do that. Let's go ahead and just keep going, and, and you guys wrap up on, on Mandalorian.
0: Or we can save Mando for another show if we've got a nice 30 minutes in the can. I mean, I'm good either way, buddies.
2: Let's let's save it. Let's do, Let's wrap this up, and we don't necessarily have to cool. record it right now, guys. But if you want yep. to, we can, but we can always do it later. But I think, yeah, let's save it because I think, you know, Star Wars discussion always kind of spins off into other Star Wars areas. So maybe we save that for a full 30-minute discussion.
1: Well, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to a Half Hour Wasted. We hope we were able to bring you um, or to alleviate your boredom if you're stuck at home by listening to this. I think for the foreseeable future, (laughs) uh, for the next few weeks, we should be coming to you weekly. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. But uh, be sure to follow us on social media at Half Hour Wasted. And drop us an email if you want. as at, uh, or I'm sorry, Half Hour Wasted at gmail.com. And until next week, I'm Frank.
0: I'm Brad. I'd like to thank Coronavirus for bringing us all together.
1: And we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted.